All right, we're back. Episode 34, Balcony Chatter Podcast. Um, I am Andrew McKenney with my co-host, as always, Tim Taylor. Hey, Paul Pierce episode. This is the Paul Pierce episode, yeah. Shout 34. out to Paul Pierce. Um, the truth. Yep. We we have a lot of actual, actually... Oh, we missed calling out Larry Legend last time. That's true, we did. Um, it was a sad it was a sad opening because the Bruins got bounced. Kind of kind of forgot to to shout that one out, but um well, we were in a place. We we were in a we were in a bad place. But anyways, today we are talking a lot of uh Celtics actually. Because we are unfortunately going to a game seven against yeah. Toronto. Um I feel like this series should have been over a while ago. Uh I think that if we had not lost with the buzzer beater in game three that we would have swept the series. But it didn't happen that way, and now we're going to game seven. Yeah. Um, they're pesky, Toronto. The the bit, the most frustrating part about being 3-3 is, is kind of as you touched on, is that we, we really just lose these games. They don't win them. Yeah, and... and- let me just say that I don't think that we sh- that we would have swept this series from the get go. I just no. think that if we had won Game Three, I think it was over. I think but, it was over too. Yeah, I think Toronto's probably deflated at that point. I don't know. Maybe they steal one. But we, we, you know, going into this series, I thought it was going at least six or seven. So I, I think you called seven. I want to say. I mean, we yeah, can check the tape. But I probably did. I think you called seven. Yeah, six or seven for sure. Um, um, I felt good about five. Especially even after the th- after three, I just thought they they'd know not to they'd figure out how to not drop the next one. And uh, I mean, last night was just it was such a fun game to watch until it wasn't. You know, it was very frustrating. We are now three and fourteen when Tony Brothers r- officiates us in the playoffs. That's, that's very good. That's right? Something that's, there. Yeah, There's yeah. got to be something there. Uh, I was actually I was golfing today. I was out with my buddy who is not a Boston fan, but he was telling me that. Do uh, you remember Tim Donahue? You remember any any of this, Andrew? Uh, no, I don't think so. So he's the guy who got busted and went to jail for fixing NBA games and making oh, a right. bunch of money off of it. The referee. Okay. Yep. And he's doing. I guess he does a bunch of interviews and all this stuff now about. You know, uh, you know what what he did and everything, which is so funny. It's just like it's like the same thing with the Wolf of Wall Street guy. It's like you just become like an awful criminal and like you do your time, and then it's like you're a celebrity for what you did bad, <laughs> and everyone wants you to talk in explicit detail of it. But right. he, I guess, he talks in this thing about it's a legitimate thing that the NBA would like referees to try to angle for a game seven, and you got to imagine that hurting in a bubble, that that's the case. More more so than even before, they need a Whoa. game seven for just the m- amount of money it'll bring in alone. You also and, have to think about this this series specifically. I mean, you're talking about the the defending champs as well. Yeah, you don't want to see them bow out. Uh, yeah. I I didn't watch the Miami Bucks series super close, but I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to long, elongate that and the Heat are just too good or what. But what I want to say about yesterday, I'll 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 put conspiracy theory Tim away. Kemba Walker's fouled on the on the way to the hoop before yep. overtime, and that that was just the most egregious one. And that was the one where like they they I swear to God the the whistles were in their hands when we had the ball, and the whistles were in their mouths when they had the ball. And I'm just so so sick 
and I know you are too. You're, you're watching probably more basketball than you ever have consistently. Yeah. And you're, you're like, these fouls are obnoxious. And I agree. And my favorite thing about playoff basketball usually is that they put the fucking whistle away. And good God, these guys are getting FaceTime. Fucking Mike Breen made a comment of it yesterday, how much FaceTime that guy was getting in the game with all the reviews and all that shit. And it's just like, ugh. We just don't have, like, a genuine, like, I, I like rough physical playoff basketball, let them play. And we I haven't seen a single game in any series that's been remotely like that. And so it's just frustrating. It's I'm glad you bring up that Kemba play because on that same play, I'm sitting there losing my mind because they allow them to have that timeout before they even have the possession of the ball. or, or I honestly blacked even... that out of my head. Yeah, that was infuriating. I mean, first of all, you miss – so. Okay, here's the deal. You missed the the foul. Is what it is. It sucks. You should have you should have called it. But then you immediately give up another play in favor of Toronto. So you, they they get two wins right there. It's like I don't understand it, it, how you couldn't think that they were pushing for a game seven. Yeah, I mean I think they were, and I just hope, like I do in every game, every series, and like I I was texting with you. My a few games ago, my biggest thing is just like if you're gonna call it soft, fine, call it both ways. If you're gonna call it close, hard, whatever. Consistency is all I care about in ref in officiating, because I'm past how fucking annoying some calls are. If you start comparing game to game, you're gonna lose your mind in the NBA. Yeah. But just consistency, please, consistency, and just not just hurting, just. It's just not. It's it's just not there. The NBA, the playoff NBA in the bubble is is significantly more involved with the zebras than any playoffs I remember in the recent years. Yeah, I mean there there were definitely a handful of things that we we could point out, but there's no reason to blame it on the officiating. I mean, no, and I, yeah, I'm sorry to do that too. I'm sorry to rant no, on it's that, just, but it was just I like mean, it's, fucking infuriating to watch. It's part of the game right now. Like it is. That's what I'm saying. They're inter. They're fucking like putting themselves in between like i don't know yeah. they're getting in the way just let look them play. I, mean, we, I want a we, real game seven if that's what it's going to be like let them fucking play and for christ's sakes please no tony brothers please we went to to two overtimes and i would say that we played a fairly well we played fairly well i mean aside from kemba having almost no points throughout the entire game. Yeah, and Nick Nurse talked in that uh, after the first quarter interview about how their goal was to take Kemba out of the game. Dude. And I feel like I, they, they, they just iced him out in the first half, and then they he just couldn't get it going on his own after. It doesn't even seem like they were trying to take him out of the equation. But they have figured out what what we've said all along, is if all three of these guys play, we always win. But if you can knock it down to two of them playing well, or maybe even one, because Tatum was doing everything but scoring in the first half. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. He he, and pro honestly, props to Nick Nurse, and props to him on that. Also, absolutely fucking bullshit, dude. Thing where he with Tatum, <laughs> he's waving to Tatum. Are you kidding me? I I'm so glad that you bring this up. I don't know if it's because this dude is a, a coach for a Toronto team or what, but I cannot stand him. Yeah, I I, I dude. Apparently, he's, he's like a big guitar away. player. And so yesterday oh, cool. I got mad at one point and I was just like, go fucking cover Weezer, you fucking loser. <laughs> like, go fucking, go cover Green Day or something, you little fucking oh. rock glasses guy. Yeah, I had so much respect for him and now I just like, I hate him. 
I hate he's him too. He's getting away with. Way I still too respect much. him, but like, yeah, that dude, that was egregious. Honestly, I love how I was doing a compliment, and then I just flipped into, oh wait, yeah, actually, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. I mean, he, but he did. He won the chess match against Brad yesterday. That's a fact. He did. He's he, just, he won but, the like. If you if you cannot get Kemba involved, it's just like that's a W. He out he outdid you. And uh, shout out to Marcus Smart. Uh, for making me hit my three pointers bet within the first three minutes of the game, man Which had to hit funny three threes and he did it. Because then he didn't hit another one for like uh, until like almost the end of the game. Yep, yep. Uh, but he, I mean, his play. What can you say about Marcus Smart? That he's just he feels like the best, most consistently in each night, the best Celtic on the floor. I was just gonna say he's been nothing but consistent. Love it. Love his play. I. I Please be a forever Celtic. Um, I just hope this core, man. I literally like. I I, I never want to let go of him or Jason or Jalen. And if Kemba retires in green, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, and speaking of one other superstar, one thing of note, and uh, we'll get back to this game. But one thing we 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 ought to touch on is Gordon Hayward's out of quarantine on Friday. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we don't know where his ankle's exactly at, but. You know, the idea if we keep going, he's right there. And just even having him in the locker room, I think, is going to help a lot. And so welcome back, Gordon Hayward, and let's fucking keep going so we can see Gordon Hayward on the floor again. Yeah, because, I mean, he's going to be – he'll be on the bench, right? I mean, there's no reason for him not to be – not playing-wise. I just mean he'll be there. Yeah, just like Taco is sitting in the fucking back, you know? Like, I'm sure he'll be on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely be good. I mean, you know, you know that he's a good guy that around the room, and they want to have him there. So, yeah, just the fact that he can be back and be around the team is is probably going to be helpful. I hope. You know, if if we make it through this series, um, you start fresh again, and I doubt that he plays in the next series either. But you never know. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice if we can get him at the end. If we can get through to them, because you know. Like I've said, I don't like Miami. I don't want Miami. I told you at the beginning of the playoffs, they're my dark horse to win it all, yeah. and it's looking pretty fucking good, I must say. Shouts to Should me. Should have put money on that. I honestly, I think about it every day, and it does pain me a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I also don't think that they – I mean, if I if I could have bet that they'd win the East, maybe. Maybe I would have done that. But I, I don't think they're getting through either L.A. team on the other side. Yeah, for the, for the actual title. But anyways, congrats on the newborn baby. Welcome back, Gordon Hayward. I'm glad you can get out of quarantine relatively immediately. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm just, uh, just I don't know, tough, tough, tough game six. And we just really need to get everyone involved. And we need Tice to not shoot threes in the final two minutes. You know, you know what I was thinking about too is like, if if for some reason that we can't, I, you know, I I have full confidence that we can beat this team, obviously, and that we can yeah. make it to the next round. I want to throttle them. I don't want a good game seven. Me either. I don't want to yeah, watch I, a close game seven that we win. But at all, I was thinking like, if the Celtics were to get bounced, what do we what do we talk about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Th- I think I'm that's, not ready for it to have, be over. No, I'm not ready for it to be over at all. And it just doesn't. It wouldn't. It won't feel right if it's over tomorrow. Yeah. It's not the legacy, and it's not this team. And I just. I think we're going to see something else tomorrow night. I know Toronto's tough and they play hard, but oh, thank God the refs were there because they almost shot themselves out of the game in the first half, and we should have capitalized on it, and we never should have lost that ten point lead. 
And when we're losing that 10-point lead, I would love to just, like, you know, if it drops to six, let's get a timeout and, like, make sure we score on the next possession every time. Well, and that's that's the thing, too, is that when I'm watching these games, I'm like, cool, we get the ball, we're still up, you have to score. Like, you can't be making these shots that are never going to go in. I mean, there there's a lot of times where they're just throwing up shots. Like, I, I think I texted you in the middle of the game because Wanamaker was actually – doing stuff yeah he was and then within the the next five minutes i texted you again to say well there's your boy again yeah, not that, doing anything <laughs> that drive that drive and dump was just like what is tice gonna do with that also you just handed it to pascal siakam yeah uh lovely lovely relationship me and brad have together <laughs> um let's we should talk bob bill yeah. God, uh, he he should just be the starter now. Like he should be starting this series. He's on such a short leash with Brad, and you can see it much much more than anybody else. Like if he fucks up, he's off. Like that's it. If he if he turns the ball over, he's coming out. And like I, I, you don't really notice that with anyone else on the team too much. And, well, and that and that's only going to get worse as you progress more in in the playoffs too, because you're going to play better teams. Or hotter teams, and there's going to be even an even shorter leash on that. Yeah, and I would say, you know, I think I think Brad needs to loosen that leash a little. Personally, I think yeah. um, I think he's he's just playing the best minutes. He plays Ibaka much better than Tice. Tice gets throttled by Ibaka, and you know, although I will say, down the stretch, all of those alley oops with Tice were awesome. Yeah, those were great. Yep. I don't know. We got we got we got to. It's funny because I think when we started this podcast, when we were talking, it was just like the Celtics are a little bit empty at the at the center position. And right now, I mean, I, I wouldn't really change it. And if you need offensive out of, out of your center, we still got Cantor, who we can go into on the bench. But clearly, he's been an offensive liability, and he's letting you know Gasol score on him when Gasol can't score on literally anyone else. Gasol's playing awful. Marcus Gasol looks pretty close to done. Um, yeah, I just I, I I love these centers and I love I love the future of you know Bob Bill man. Let's let's keep it rolling. I mean, you've been a you've been a day one Bob Bill fan, so yeah, I mean definitely. Once I saw his mate, I didn't I didn't watch him in college at all, and then I watched his highlights, and I was like, this guy is fun. He just flies through the air, and he just got these nasty dunks, and you know, he's tall and thin. You know, he's got a, he's got a frame that you can build, and I think. I think he should be the future center of the Celtics, a hundred percent. Well, just, I just want to let it be known, you know, on the on the Paul Pierce episode thirty four that that you weren't you were not a a pink hat on him. You were not a new fan when he started playing well. You've been a day one, and we we here at the Balcony Chatter podcast want some more Bob Bill, more Bob Bill. And the other thing that we've both been day one on, and I tweeted it out or, or I put it on Instagram. We see you, Jalen haters. We yeah. see you. <laughs> we see you in his jersey. We see you saying you backed him forever. You didn't. You quit on him. You bitched about his contract, and now he's the greatest gift known to man. <laughs> he's. I mean, he. You know, obviously we lost him a bit there, but he, dude, he's clutch. You know, he amazing first half in the first half, and then clutch down the stretch. You know, you can't ask for much more out of somebody. So I am, um, I'm really, you know, I want Jalen Brown forever. <laughs> That's just, just so, I mean, long live Jalen Brown. He's just so fun 
to watch. And it's so exciting to see what's going to happen in the next two, three, four years with him and Tatum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just we have. I mean, obviously, thank God we paid Jalen because we need them both, and we're obviously going to pay Tatum. Right. Um, we need both of those guys, and the sky is the absolute limit. I mean, the they. Besides Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think they're the best wing tandem in the NBA. They're definitely the best one remaining in the playoffs. Is is it is it true that Tatum is twenty one? Yeah, that's just absurd. Jalen's twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, so we got a lot of good coming up. We could have fifteen years of these guys, and I'm here for it. Absolutely if here you, for it. Jack Herzog, friend of the podcast, guest of the podcast. Uh, I'm in a group chat with him, and he texted me. Um, he texted the group chat, and he goes, I hate that my favorite player is Jalen Brown. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> Big Nets fan, uh, if anybody didn't listen to the podcast. And he, I was like, I get it, man. Uh, embrace him. Embrace President Brown, future President Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's exciting, man. It's fun. They're fun to watch, and like – when they're on, it's really something. Yeah. Also, another thing we could touch on, um, Isaiah Thomas. A lot of, a lot of just recent internet push, a lot of Twitter basketball push for the Celtics just to give him a vet min next year. Would you want to see it? Absolutely. Me I mean, too. I don't see why not. Like, what? What does it hurt? If we, we sticking him out there right now, take nothing. Him, be great. It would. It would be great. Yeah. He gets ten points. It's a, he's a difference maker. Gets ten I points a game. Dif- difference on, maker. I know he's a liability on D. Figure it out. Play a play a zone. I don't know why all these teams don't play zone. Everyone everyone gets beat on the switch, and it's just like when it's a zone, it's just like it's pretty much a shutdown. I mean the the Raptors zone fucked us up yesterday, and they'll run they'll run a box one. They'll run a triangle two. You know. You know, I, I don't know if it's just being like a homer or what, but I think that he would even thrive here more than somewhere else. I mean, just going to a random team with no history with them, maybe coming back to Boston, he has a little bit. I'm not going to say he's going to be a superstar or anything like that, but maybe he has a little bit of a surge in the upward direction of where he was playing, you know, before. Um, I mean, obviously he's sitting on the couch now, but I think if if you can get fans back in the stadiums next year, and you get him playing on the Celtics, I think it definitely gives gives him a little bit of a confidence booster, and the fans are going to embrace him a, a thousand percent. That's, oh um, man, Boston, it would, the it Garden would, awesome. would lose it. Yeah. Garden would lose it. Any, I don't know where many Celtics fans stand, but I know the fucking season ticket holders, everyone loves IT. Everyone loves IT, and I love them. I want them back. I love them. Yeah, so if any anyone out there, you know, any pals of IT out there want to hook him, hook us up and get him on the pod? Yeah, um, we would be more than happy to uh, to talk to him. If, yeah, you know, just just if he's got some time, you know. Yeah, and uh, guys, we speaking of which, and uh, switching gears a little bit here. Speaking of guests, we're not going to tell you who, but we got a pretty dope one coming up for you. Yeah, we actually have a, a couple cool potential guests in the works, but we definitely have one coming up. Um, that we will be chatting with this weekend episode will probably be out maybe next week, maybe the week after. Um, and like Tim said, we're not gonna we're not gonna say who it is, but it's gonna be a fun one for sure. Um, so you're definitely gonna want to 
keep an eye out for that. And uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to us yet or or followed us on Instagram or anything, do that because we'll we'll maybe be dropping some hints. Or as soon as the episode drops, you'll know who it is and and what it's going to be. So uh, make sure to do that on iTunes and Spotify and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. I can't wait to talk with this guy, man. Hyped. I'm Me hyped. too. It's going to be awesome. But I think that that's my answer to your question. What Which are we doing wild. after? It's interviews. That's we're gonna you know we're gonna keep the sports talk alive. Yeah. We're not gonna start covering the Patriots. We're not gonna do it. <laughs> Unless, uh, like, if, if 50 of you write in that we should do that, then we'll do that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we go to the AFC Championship this year, we will do a Patriots episode. Absolutely. How about that? I threw $10 on Bucks pats uh, <laughs> Super Bowl matchup. Oh, God. <laughs> it wins, look, it wins think, 500. So I was like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't remember if I said this on, on the podcast before, but for me, that's a win-win situation. Like... I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, I would never want to lose to Tom Brady. I don't care about that. If he yeah, wins, yeah. that's awesome. Like, I love Tom Brady. I, yeah. if he, I want him to win three more Super Bowls. Yeah. But it, but if we win, that's great for us, too, as Patriots fans. I mean, I do. I mean, obviously, as a Patriots fan, I, I am rooting for the success of Bill Belichick without Tom more than the success of Tom without Bill Belichick. However, of course, yeah. I mean, it would further solidify that we had the greatest quarterback of all time. Anything, I mean, we still do. You know, I think it's pretty solid now, but it's going to just make I, so, it harder to reach. I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here, and and uh, but it it is what it is. Yeah. I got to ask you this because I don't think I've asked you this in the past. Okay. If you had to decide between if if you had the opportunity to keep one or the other before you know before Tom left, who do you pick? Brady or Belichick? Yeah, I mean it's like it's like shooting one of your kids, but I I, I stick with Belichick. <laughs> it really is. You stick with Belichick? Yeah, is, I do. Is that because, as a coach, and he's not on the field, he has more time left in his career? I mean, I yes, yeah, absolutely. I'd rather okay. I'd rather ten more years of Bill Belichick than three of forty year old Tom Brady. Well, but that that's the thing that's kind of tough. It's like. What if they both said that their career was only going to be another three years, and then no matter what, they're going to retire? You still have the same perspective on that? If you take out, I mean, obviously, Belichick's no. I might last switch longer. then. I might switch then. Okay. If that's the situation, I might think. Um, you know, I mean, because like it's it's just it's weird. It's weird to see him in another uniform and to not have to it do is. that. It it's it it's it'll forever be weirder. If you look at it that way, it's way weirder to look at Tom in that in those colors than it is to see Bill in a different, you know, fucking dumb cutoff hoodie. Right. I totally agree. Even if he went to like the Jets, like it's just or the Giants, like I I don't like it's still going to be it's still going to be more nauseating to look at Tom and Buccaneers who have awful awful they've just completely fucked up that their image <laughs> just like the digital numbers and the yellows and oh gross not a not a Brady jersey that I need I you know I said from the get-go that if Brady had just retired straight up retired and been done with football I would be a thousand percent in on the Patriots this year I'd be like let's go I'm ready to watch and since he's playing for another team it's just different to me it's weird like yeah, yeah I don't I, it's not gonna be the same and 
I went down to Gillette the other day to hit the pro shop. They were doing some sale, and I just happened to, um, you know, take a drive down there. And it's just weird, man. They got Brady stuff on sale. They have uh, Gronk stuff on sale. Um, I, I could care less about Gronk. Like, I love him. Thank you for the Super Bowls. Thank you for being the best tight end that we've ever seen on the Patriots and probably ever will. Um, and one of the best of all time. Um, but I don't care that he's playing somewhere else. It, it really isn't that. I'm kind of over the Gronk thing. I don't know. But it's just Brady really hit, it hits me different as a fan. Well, it's we've like had whole, a year to swish the Gronk thing around our mouths, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's just different, man. It it's is It's going to be weird. But, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with the Patriots. I mean, it, Listen, it's all... Yeah, it's all uh, you know an experiment at this point, and if it goes good, it goes. It's great. But if, if we don't, I'm gonna get chills when I see Brady throw a touchdown to Gronk in a different uniform in a positive way. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's fucking cool. I love that they're gonna connect again. Yeah, because because Rob Gronkowski was never coming back here. He retired to not come back here. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you saw how fast he jumped to the Bucks as soon as Brady went there. Oh, yeah. He was like, "W what what contract with the WWE? Yeah. Or well, what well, he stupid went TV show am I doing? Year. Yeah. Unreal. Unbelievable. Good for him. Good for him. And th- like you said, thank you. Thank right. you for everything you've done. Thank both of those guys. Um, but while we're going to talk about the Patriots a little more, more before we never talk about the Patriots again until we do <laughs> next time. To I'm, the AFC Championship. I'm hyped on Cam Newton. Uh, I wish, for Christ's sake, Bill Belichick would fucking give him weapons. Uh, I mean, they're, they're expecting a lot out of Nikhil, Nikhil Harry, and I just, I don't know. Let's see if he can stay on the field. They got know. a lot of money that they could spend right now. That'd be cool. Why not? Or, <laughs> like, like, why not spend some money? Or, like, trade for a big contract. I don't know. I would love a big wide out. Oh, and shout out, while we're on it, shout out to DeAndre Hopkins. You see that? High highest paid non QB contract in NFL oh, history. Yeah. Props to you. I did see also, that. Also, I, I did a few fantasy drafts and I just I, I apparently pay no attention to NFL offseason moves. This is the second year in a row that I'm like, when did Brandon Cooks go to Houston? DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> is in Arizona now? Like I have no idea. I just don't keep up with it apparently. I thought like on Twitter through Twitter and everything else, I kinda had my ear to the ground, but literally it was just Oh, they're there? Oh, okay. They're over there now? And then it just makes me think, like, why can't the Patriots just fucking do it? Just one guy. Yeah. Let's get one fucking guy. But nope. Yeah. Well. I mean, you never know. There's, there's like, a, there's a pretty, like, shitty situation going on in Cleveland right now. You never know what's going to happen with OBJ. <laughs> oh, boy. Nothing? Oh, boy. <laughs> I saw a tweet that Nothing said on that. <laughs> I'm trying. I was I didn't know we were going there. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> um <laughs> I saw a tweet that was uh in my entire life I have never once considered OBJ a number two wide receiver. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor guy, honestly. Poor guy. Because even if it's not true, no one's gonna believe that it's not true. <laughs> You know, but that's the weird thing. It's like, why don't you believe that it's not true? Because this this random woman said that it's true. Like, what credibility does she have to make you believe that it's true? Because you want to believe it? Because it's crazy? 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know, but she goes on no jumper and just immediately millions of ears <laughs> and they just spread it. Oh man. It spread like diarrhea across the chest, you know? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was shitty oh sorry everybody my bad uh, nice uh, anyway so anyway i'd still Celtics? take them <laughs> <laughs> oh man so before we wrap up this episode i would like to get your what are your keys to winning this game seven because we went on some long tangent that had a lot of different things but now let's circle back circling back to the boys in green and white and we will talk about the Celtics to wrap this up. Um, what are the keys to winning this game? Is it ha- did all three of those big guys have to be on, or what's the deal? One of them has to drop thirty. One of them has to drop twenty, and we're good. Ideally, they're all on. If they're all on, we throttle them. We win by twenty-two again. Yeah, but Tatum's going to drop thirty, or Jalen, and Kemba or somebody like I don't know. One of them cannot show up, but fifty points had to have to come out of the other two. Okay, that's fair. And, and then uh, Marcus Smart needs to. We need continue Marcus his to consistency. Keep shooting threes, yeah. Or as Brad Stevens calls it, hit home runs. Okay, yeah, that's a that's definitely a um, basketball term for sure. Yeah, well, I mean that's kind of what it is though. It's, it's definitely taking big swings out there. <laughs> Every time he chucks yeah. up a three. But what's the um? What are the betting odds on? Tice getting hit in the eye again for the fourth straight game. Hold on, let me go on my site. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, I mean the, the guy, the the guy every, just can't. I it's once a game. He's he's holding his face. Every game they're like, well, he got hit in the eye again. Well, Daniel Tice can't see once again, and uh, <laughs> but um, speaking of the actual spread, they're. Got a low low scoring game predicted by Vegas with the over underline be being two or three and a half, and then the Celtics are giving two and a half points. It's gonna be close. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. That's about what it was yesterday, I think. See, and that's the thing about Game Sevens in in every sport. It's like it's win or go home, and Toronto doesn't want to go home because who the hell ever wants to go home to Toronto? Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. Toronto's beautiful. I love it there. Um, but. The sports teams, I'm all, I'm, I'm all set. Yeah, um, I hope you guys get your boys home tomorrow or Saturday. <laughs> they won one championship finally, in, like, for the whole city yeah. in the last, like, 60 years. So yeah. it's fine. So now we can um, go another 60 years, and I'll be fucking yeah. good with that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't know I could hate this Toronto team, and it feels good, too. Dude, I, you I, know, I, I it was It coach. was respect. Even through game four, it was respect. And then, like, five and six... And now tomorrow, it's just like, fuck Nick Nurse. Kyle Lowry, respect you, but hate you. And, uh, you know, I just pray on all their downfall. <laughs> Tatum should <laughs> Tatum should uh, throw another one of those those passes and just hit him right in the face. Yeah. Nick Nurse? Yeah, break his yeah, specs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, good luck drawing on the fucking whiteboard when you can't see, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Should have worn contacts. It's a basketball game, you dummy. Dude, I mean, going out and looking for passes like that. <laughs> that I st- I still can't believe it. I watched the replay. I don't today think he's allowed again. to be in the corner. He's not. Is that he, official? He's, Has it been t- yeah, talked about? It's like what he did was illegal. 
yeah, he's actually not allowed to be there. <laughs> I'm like, the coaching box isn't even fucking close to you. Yeah. Oh, man. A lot of F-bombs for me today. I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> feeling it. Dude. I'm ready. I, I mean, af- after that game and having to go in them forcing a game seven, which they should never have done, yeah. I understand it. I feel your pain. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm ready, man. It's going to – we're going to – have a COVID-approved uh, mask mask-toting watch party in the yard. Get a couple of Celtics fans over. Hey, and, uh, uh, speaking of that, your house hasn't burned down, right? No, but I can't breathe anything but smoke. Playing golf today was I don't know, stupid. Just huffing fucking smoke in Griffith Park all day. Um, I mean, you're you're living in straight up uh, like Blade Runner. It should be a sunny day today. And it's and it's cloudy and dark because that's how much smoke. I was house sitting this weekend at my boss's house, and on Sunday it was raining ash on me, and now they are on evacuation warning. So they've packed everything up and they're ready to leave. So she might lose her house. Uh, just nuttiness, man. Absolute nuttiness. I saw Gavin Newsom tweeted that like last year there was like. X amount of fires that we've already doubled, like two. We, it was one thousand or something. And now we're like at two thousand already. This is, and this is early in fire season. And then, because like we haven't even hit, our hottest, or I guess this now is our hottest week. So we, we're like at the peak of it. Yeah. And so, and it burned one hundred and eighteen thousand acres. That was last year. Already this year, it's like two thousand to three thousand some odd fires, and two point three million acres burned. That's, is there even going to be anything left? <laughs> I don't know. I was talking with, uh, I got a buddy staying with me. I was talking to him. He, he, he was saying they were going to go back to doing controlled burns. And I was like, why did they ever stop that? Yeah. Seems like, because the controlled burns are what prevent all this shit from right. going nut, like nuts. But I don't know. Shout out to California for passing a bill that they should have passed a long time ago. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but a lot of the firefighters for the wildfires are felons. Yeah, the, I saw like that. in like in prison prisoners, and they aren't they're not allowed to get paid. And when they get out, it, they weren't allowed to get jobs as firefighters. California just passed a bill that they can be firefighters now. I think that's the right thing to do. Shout out to California for doing that. And you need firefighters, guys. So you, you don't really with two point three million acres on fire. Who are you saying no to, and yeah, why? Right. And I heard this year they're not taking people from the prisons because of COVID, because the prisons are such like a COVID cesspool. Yeah, so eventually it's just all going to burn down and nobody's going to be able to stop it. Yeah, so I'm moving to the beach. I'm just going to pitch up in the sand and hope my cat doesn't run too far away from me. That's dope. Yeah. But, I mean, all I want to know is, was the gender reveal worth it? Because that seems to be one of the main reasons why all these fires keep happening. It's stupid. They got to go to prison. Like, I'm sorry. I know you didn't mean it, but you got to go to jail. Like so many yeah. people are like, this is millions of dollars in damage, and people people could die. I don't know. People maybe already have died. I mean, it, but it stinks, or, dude. I went outside today, and I, you can taste. It's like tasting a campfire in your mouth. It's it's. I was gonna brutal. say, or they will die from smoke inhalation yeah. eventually down the road and breathing issues and stuff like that. So I took seven days right, off man. my life playing golf today, I'm just fucking walking around. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, n- another podcast this weekend. If my house is still uh, a thing. Well. Like you said, we have a we do have a good guest on the way. Um, we are supposed to be rolling with that this weekend to um, get that episode out. Like I said, either next week or the week after. 
Uh, we'll probably um, post some stuff on Instagram or Twitter or whatever to, to sort of uh, give you guys an idea of what we're going to be doing. So keep an eye out for that, and let's go Celtics. Let's go. I say I say we, we crush them. I would love that. Want to do a score guess? Uh, yeah, you go first. All right. I think Celtics are going to win 111 to 98. Oh, man. See, I was thinking it was going to be like more more like 110, uh, like 102 Celtics win. All right. I like both of those. I'll take and, either. And I know that's not that's not really like a crushing, but I feel like we're just going to outplay them and the score is not going to reflect no, quite as those much. Those 8-point games actually are really close until foul shots at the end. So that one won't yeah. be that'll be a stressful watch. I I I prefer yours. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. But we'll see, man. We'll be t- we'll be talking through it. Thank you guys for checking us out. I hope uh I hope everyone has a happy day tomorrow except for the city of Toronto. Hell yeah. All right, guys, we'll we'll check in uh, next week, and like I said, go Celtics. Stretched.